Okay, welcome to another Root Issues podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm here today with Mr. Luke. Sir. And Mr. Steve. And we are about to jump in and deconstruct, no, reconstruct, (laughs) build construct Steve's message from Sunday. We're going to start off a little different today. We're going to do this thing called 60 Seconds. And so for 60 Seconds... We're just going to, I'm going to pass it to each of the guys, and I'm going to go last. Puts me on the spot in case they take what I've already thinking of. And we're going to rattle off in 60 seconds kind of like what our key points from the teaching on Sunday. The teaching on Sunday was incredible. The title was, A Faith and a Joy That Cannot Be Deconstructed. Out of 1 John 2, 7 through 14 for the full context, but the main teaching was coming around from 12 to 14. It's a powerful message in a world where... Everybody wants to burn it all down, <laughs> and nobody wants to live in what's been given to us. And so, all right, Luke, you've got 60 seconds all to right. throw down and tell us what you thought about today's or Sunday's message. Yeah, I mean, so when Steve was talking about joy and, like, you almost can't be a good witness without joy, right? That really hit me hard because I think a lot of times, you know, we'll we'll not understand, like, we won't even understand that we're not joyful and like how that in fact impacts not just us, but other people around us and how mm-hmm. that impacts like the image we're spreading about Jesus really. Um, and I was, thought, I was thinking like, why, so why are Christians not joyful? Um, and it really boiled down to like, we worry, right? Mm-hmm. Why do we worry? Well, maybe we don't have hope. Mm-hmm. And you know, when, when worry goes away, we have hope. Um, and so that, that really made me think how, how much time do we got left here. Yeah. I think I think we'll stop it there. Yeah, you gotta yeah. stop it there. Yeah. Oh, but we don't get to hear the timer go off. <laughs> you know, man. Okay, Playing all right. So today. Luke made it in like you know he had fifteen seconds left. I can right. beat that. I can beat. That. You can beat that. Okay, I love how everybody's <laughs> talking really fast right now. All right, Steve, ready, set, and go. Sixty seconds. Yeah, I think it's this issue how to restore joy, along with what Luke said, restore joy to the church, to, to followers of Jesus today in America. Uh, we're in First John going through here, and in John uh, chapter 1, verse 4, he, he says part of his reason writing these things to the church is that our joy may be complete. And um, knowing that we need constant affirmation to to uh, be joyful, that that should be the radiance that comes out, and, and regardless of our circumstances, right, even in the midst of suffering. And and so I, I think from Sunday, the thing for a, a lifetime, and maybe I'll get into talk where I got this from Martin Lowe-Jones, but is the issue we see in Scripture of uh, learning to not listen to ourselves, but to speak to ourselves the truth of God. And that's a radical tool of changing uh, and submitting my mind, my emotion, my will to the Holy Spirit to bring about joy oh man you know you didn't beat luke oh, oh come on now <laughs> you were a couple of seconds ahead okay you know you were a couple of seconds ahead so I, we'll give you that we'll give you that i mean I, th- I think the real skill in this is to cut it close right to, almost, to cut to, it close to, to get the whole close across, to not get the not get buzzed time. out while you're yeah. in mid just speed your voice up as yeah, yeah if you get buzzed out okay so i'm gonna start my timer right now boom okay doke so the biggest thing that jumped out to me was you made this statement right at the end you were landing in it and you, you had gone into mark and you were talking about the man who jesus healed his eyes and he said are you good? And he's like, well, I see men as if they were trees, right? And so then Jesus prayed again, and then he could see clearly. And then this was the statement you said. You said, the church today is comfortable seeing dimly. 
the Lord wants us to see clearly. Amen. And that statement just hit me. Like, you know, how many people, you know, walk around seeing dimly and think, ah, oh, that's enough. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm okay. You know, instead of saying, no, I want the full package. I want the full price of what God has for me. Because when we walk in that full price, when we walk in that full practice and healing and seeing clearly, then we definitely have joy and we have an awesome witness. And I'm done with one second. Let me just, uh, uh, so I don't forget, I I want to just give testimony. Sunday night we had a healing service. Okay, yes. Outpost. And uh, just what you just said there—that you know, um, you know, this idea that we live thinking, oh, I'm, uh, it's okay, you know, type it's of okay, thing. Yeah. I, I'm good where I'm at. And no, no, don't pray for me. <laughs> probably three of the, maybe three or more of the people Sunday night as we were praying, um, we prayed, and then they just, as you know, questions, just ministries going on, um, said these words. Yeah, um, I do not feel worthy, mm-hmm. right, that, yeah, um, to be healed by yeah. God. And I just want to say, anybody listening out there, I think that is the one of the biggest lies of the enemy for Absolutely. all of us. Yeah. We all deal with that, yeah. is we do is not feeling worthy. And this is where we have to stop listening to that, mm-hmm. and uh, by faith, right, speak to ourselves what Jesus says. He yeah. loves us. You are worthy. worthy. He died. Yeah. His blood was shed for mm-hmm. us. Right. Absolutely. And everything, this inheritance, all things uh, are ours, right, by faith yeah, to pursue. Totally. So we just, to get that faith stream flowing, mm-hmm. right, we have to really hit that. I mean, literally, at least three, maybe more. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night said the exact same thing. And yeah. we all feel it. We've all been there. We all, yeah. we all wrestle with that, yeah. right? But that keeps us, right, uh, like back to Mark 8, just seeing dimly. Right, we're yeah. not clear focus of the of the kingdom and what God has for us. Yeah, yeah. When you started talking about that, I this is like a personal experience of mine. When I go to the eye doctor quite a bit, especially yes. when I was younger, because I have a lazy eye, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just see myself on that chair trying to read the words on the wall, and I can't. And the only time when I can is when they put this lens up to my eye and they flip a few switches and like, boom, there it is. Mm. And I like to compare it like. It's almost like trying to read God promises, understanding what He has for yeah. us, right? And we can't until. I almost like to think of like that lens that comes in front of our yes. eyes, the word of God. Mm-hmm. We have to read it through truth. And what, like, the only way to find truth is to, you know, go to truth. You can't yes. go to something false. You can't put, like, a bad lens in front of your eye to yeah. see it. So that's, that's just kind of what I thought of. It's great. So, no, yeah, great, great, totally. Great totally. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll give a shout out to my brother Trinity because, you know, Sunday we were setting up for the fall festival here and I'm prone to falling. And, I, you know, I took another fall off a ladder. You know, my, my knee brace that's waiting on surgery got stuck in the ladder and then I just did this slow motion fall. Chris, this is not your identity. This no, is it's not, not who you are. <laughs> no, but, you know, but anyway, you know, so I'm landing down the ground and one of my younger friends who was helping me was like, Mr. Chris, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good, but my knee brace is stuck in the ladder ladder but trinity had it laid on his heart um monday morning he just hadn't i was just pressed on his heart and so he was driving to the church and i was about to leave i was fixing to go to the store to buy stuff for fall festival and he whips in at an angle and he comes running over and he's like oh my gosh i'm glad i caught you you're on my heart i need to pray for you and he didn't even know that i fell again you know and i told him that and he's like well, I don't know now if I should pray for your healing and strength or rebuke you for being on a ladder with a knee brace. Oh. And I was like, we can do both. But it was such an encouragement just to know that God knew me, knew like, ah, oh, we're doing Fall Festival. It's a big production. We want to have a lot of families come and celebrate. But that he, he reached out and touched one of the brothers of the body. 
And that brother was faithful to like, I got to go to the church. I know Chris is there. I got to do what God has asked me to do. And then so it's an excitement for him, and it's an excitement and a touch for me that I am worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's my identity, that God is even bringing people out of their normal routes and traffic to come and just lay a blessing on me. Yeah. It goes you back know. to what Steve said, like like loving your neighbor, right? Loving yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. it goes down to. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, just this whole series of First John, just I, for me, it's really just that question before you come to church. Lord, who, who can I love today? Mm-hmm. Who can I love? Practically, who can I love? And, uh, Man, how that's going! How that would transform a church if uh, if we could just keep that keep that going oh, yeah. all in the front of our yeah. thinking as we come to obviously, Lord, show me how to love you better, vertically, yeah. and in the horizontal. Lord, mm-hmm. how how can that you know? And it's great hearing the testimonies. Right? Yeah. yeah, your dad, Lou, he, like every night he's taking somebody out to lunch, just yeah. lesson. <laughs> you know, I mean the testimonies are awesome. Yeah, you know? and I mean you know, then when that kind of gets stirring, then you know other people are like get hungry for it and they want to love. And then when you're when you're doing what God's asked you to do, it's kind of hard not to have joy yeah. yeah and i mean i think that could be a kicker here like you know somebody who's not experiencing joy like you know well are you are you are you are you following are you are you receiving like i used to be a bad receiver you know but then through several injuries and things throughout the years of my life you know if somebody's like hey i need to pray for you i'm like yes pray pray now you know bless me you know because i need someone else praying for me but before then, you know, I'd be like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. Or even, hey, how can I help you? Nah, I'm good, I got this, you know. But now I'm like much quicker to say, hey, yes, help me, help me, you do this, you know. Um, yeah, go ahead. I think that's a big thing, especially for youth, right? Yeah. Is, and this is kind of a cliche sentence, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't get joy from loving yourself in a way. Yeah, like you don't get totally. joy from trying to bless yourself, mm-hmm. but you get joy from blessing others, right? Yeah. Like what you said. And I think that's... It, once you can understand that and actually start doing it and you see it happen in your life, that's a that's a big yeah. thing. And I mean, yeah, so we're going to jump in here. Steve had this wonderful quote from this book. Uh, what was the book called? Spiritual? It was an old classic. Uh, it's called Spiritual Depression. Spiritual not a very, Depression. Not a very uplifting <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> title, but uh, Mar- this is written back in the 60s. Martin Lowe yeah. Jones, he's the famous pastor of Westminster, okay. yeah. Chapel, England. Um, just an amazing uh, pastor, preacher, writer. Uh, it's a classic, yeah. and he deals head on with this issue of mm-hmm. the joylessness in the church, yeah. and uh, and he defines it as spiritual depression. Yeah, and 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 so he he writes in here not only exposing because he he was actually an MD before he became a pastor, but he, okay, he diagnoses the problem and then he brings the spiritual care. Yeah. And this this first quote that you brought us it says, "You cannot read through your New Testament without seeing at a glance that joy is meant to be an essential part." of the Christian experience. And, and I mean, when I think about that, I mean, it's like, you know, we're always looking for the litmus test, you know, like, okay, so am I on the right track? Am I off the right track? I mean, I had a brother the other day, we were talking and he was just going and going and going and going. And I was like, you seem frustrated. I'm not frustrated. I'm not frustrated at all. I'm like, are you in peace? And he's like, no. And then I'm like, you're frustrated. He's like, oh, maybe I am, you know, but like in the absence of joy, then we need to have our antennas up that something's not right on that horizontal, yeah. I mean on that vertical, that relationship with God in the Christian experience. So where are you at? Like, I mean, Luke, when you think about like young people, I mean, what do they define the word joy as? Because we got to define it to understand it. Yeah. Man, that's, that's hard, but I think it's, it's self-centered again. Right? Uh-huh. Joy is for me, and, you know, I can't make other people joyful but me first. 
And I guess to define that, I mean, I think it's a little bit different for everybody. Like what yeah. makes you joyful, right? Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, it's, you know, doing what they love. Okay. Um, and then finding that usually causes more pain than joy because they can't find it. <laughs> can't <laughs> find it. Because <laughs> you really can't find it without God, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just the, the journey, like sometimes the journey, you know, is more, you get more joy out of that than trying to find this one thing yeah that is joyful and i think i think our generation kind of has heard that and mm-hmm. understands it like it's all about the journey right yeah. but it's so hard to you know actually live out that way yeah and like live your life like okay i'm gonna be i live in joy because well i have everything i need mm-hmm. really and i think that's a big thing too like when we think of joy go to the bible like there were so many people that were joyful yeah. in the worst of times seemingly yes. right mm-hmm. so that like that whole idea <laughs> let me throw something yeah. in here um, throw it out when I'll throw it both to both of you. Uh, when you when you talk to people, or just yourself mm-hmm. growing up, when you think of God, do you think of God being a joyful God? Was that taught to you? Modeled? Whatever. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I can jump in. Like, you know, the the denomination that I grew up in, I don't know if they really presented that as a whole as a denomination, but the church that I went to in that denomination, the pastor, he was kind of rogue. Like, you know, he, he, you know, he was not liked by all the other Church of Christ pastors in his region because, yeah, we did have joy. I mean, there was, there was a heavy amount of joy. Joy was pressed in the house through my father and through my mother and their relationship with Christ. And so, you know, I don't know, like my brother and I, we've always been optimistic and, you know, bubbly and, you know, just sometimes like, okay, we're just going to put our head down and get through it, but we know we're going to get through it, you know, because we have this concept that like, yeah, joy is part of life in relationship with Christ. And so that was there. Now, I've known plenty of people who that wasn't part of it, and sometimes that was some of the attraction model for them to come to our church and other families kind of just seeing the joy we had. I mean, I think just the question, when you think of God, do you think of joy? Yeah. And did you grow up that way? Yeah. How about you, Luke? I I mean, I think a lot of the time when I think about God, I think of justice, right? You're right. But I I think there can be joy with justice, right? Justice can bring joy. Right. Um. But, like, yeah, I guess I would never envision, or I rarely envision God, like, you know, laughing. Like, right. Like a Santa Claus almost kind of laughing. Yeah, you know, like yeah a deep, big gut laugh. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. Like, I'm always more thinking of, like, more of a stern, maybe a smile. Yeah, when Zephaniah face, but, says that God delights over us, he mm-hmm. sings over, he yeah. delight, he created us in his image, it is good, right? Yeah. yeah. We just, we struggle with that, right? I mm-hmm. think we struggle in a big way with the thinking of God as joy. And, yeah. and and so joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. That's where it I was only flows from God himself. Mm-hmm. It's a character of God. So I love an old you know, not a guy way back you know, defined uh, the Christian life as the life of God in the soul of man. Yeah. And that's totally. it, right? So as we, as we receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and fills us. Mm-hmm. Now the life of God can flow into us. Yeah. And that is defined by the... The fruits of the Spirit, as well as several other things, glory and many other things. But totally. joy now, because of the Holy Spirit, is allowed right, mm-hmm. to, to come in. Um, but we have to shed that old, uh, that, that old filter, that old view, yeah. right? 
Yeah, and I mean, that was where I was going to go because, like, when, you know, defining joy, that was something that I, I don't know how many years ago, but you brought it up. Like, joy isn't something that we can manufacture. You even touched on it a little bit this Sunday. Like, you know, the new car, the, the new possession, the new house, those things aren't, they're going to give you this temporary sense of joy. But, you know, as Luke was saying, it's going to come up empty because it's just you manufacturing. But you had made that statement that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. And so absence of God an absence of receiving joy through a relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God, it's never going to be lasting and sustaining. And, and I mean, I think when we think about like the culture around us, for those who are not pursuing God, not pursuing Jesus, not pursuing the Holy Spirit, we can say that that's true. It's always the next thing, you know, and then there's the downer, like, okay, well, that didn't bring me as much joy. And I mean, I'm the worst. Like, you know, if I've got something on orders on Amazon, I'm tracking it every minute. Like, okay, has the tracking changed? Has the tracking changed? It's coming. It's coming today. When is the joy arriving? Yeah, when is the joy arriving? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know. You know, so one of my coworkers here, they'll get Amazon packages and they won't open them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. well, why'd you order it if you didn't open it? Like, open it now. Like, I want to open it for you. It's not even for me. But, you know, there's just the smile box, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a great marketing scheme, like, in Amazon. Like, you know, it's the smile. It's not the Nike swoosh for victory. It's like, ah, joy. <laughs> Amazon delivered. Yeah. No, I mean, when you talk about joy, like, that yeah. is really the, the feeling I really do get when I am close to God. Mm-hmm. It's just that. You know, I think of the song, I got that joy, 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 joy mm. down in my heart that we used to sing, yeah. you know, like when we totally. were little, like that is the feeling you get just uncontrollable joy for like mm-hmm. apparent, like it almost seemingly no reason. Right. But you know, yes. it's because God is there with you mm-hmm. and that's where you get that from. So that, that's yeah, awesome. That's good. You know, just, we looked at primarily verses four, uh, 12 through 14 in yes. chapter two of first John and, and John stops at this interesting few, it looks like poetry. Yeah. It's a creed. We're not sure what it, it you know, yeah. but primarily John stops to reinforce to his people, the church uh, mm-hmm. that he overseeing, he stopped to reinforce with them who they are. Yes. Because he knows if the joy is going to be complete and he's mm-hmm. getting ready, which is starting Sunday, we're going to get into, yeah. he's preparing them, right, for his exhortation here, the rest of this chapter, yeah. you're going to be battling the world. Absolutely. you got to get the world out of you and the world's coming at you from the outside, both angles. you got to figure out how to live in the world, not be of the world. Mm-hmm. And understand you can't love the world and love God, you know. Uh, and then all the false teachers that you're gonna. Uh, and so this, this you're entering into this life is a battle of faith. There's a spiritual Absolutely. world. There's this whole thing going on that is now after you. And um, so you, the only way you're gonna be able to stand is 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 enjoy is yeah. in having uh, your assurance of who you are right before God. That's the foundation. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he talks to the children, to the fathers, to the young. Man, those are all just metaphors for the entire church family, but yeah. also for this that those along the spectrum of spiritual mm-hmm. maturity is look, everybody, we got to make it stand. We got to remember um, the great, uh, all, unspeakable things that God yes. has, the amazing things, the mercy of God, all He's done for us, mm-hmm. and uh, so that we can uh, live in joy and take that joy into these trials. And as we learn to be exiles, learn to yeah. live. In the kingdom of God, in yeah. the midst of the kingdom of the world, right? And I mean, that kind of sets up this next quote. Um, and so, Luke, we'll jump to you first just on, like, the voices. But, Steve, this is another Martin Lloyd-Jones quote out of the book, you know, Spiritual Depression. Have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? And so, like, like, where are you at with that? Like, you know, I grew up in the Rocky Age, 
you know and so you get this self-narrative of like i was at the top then i got knocked down but i can come back up Mm -hmm. but this generation your generation they're 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 claiming that you're the first generation that doesn't think you'll get as far as your parents which isn't true for you as a filmmaker (laughs) you've already far exceeded but anyway (laughs) let let me you know what's the self-narrative yeah it's like where do you where do you search for joy? I mm-hmm. guess kind of boils down to that. Yeah, and like Steve just said, it's either you seek artificial joy uh-huh. of, this, of this world, and you kind of start to realize, well, okay, I've had enough of this. Let's go to the next thing, next thing, next thing. Or you you seek that true joy, right? okay, and that true joy doesn't need any of of this fluff and frazzle of what the world makes it seem like. It's really just that relationship with God. Frazzle. Frazzle. I don't know if that's a real word, but... I like it. That's what I came up with. It's a real word now. (laughs) But just the whole concept of like, do I listen to myself or talk to myself? That's that's kind of a mind-bending question in a way. Because I feel like you kind of do both, but which which one is the one that makes you change the way you live or the habits you have, right? Well, I mean, it gets into, you know, the do you feed the bad wolf? Do you feed the good wolf? Do you hear more of the negative or do you hear more of the positive? And then people will be like, oh, now, wait a minute. You're just talking about, like, perception. But but there there there's this truth and so steve expand on that quote just like for people like you know what is the difference between listening to yourself like i can wake up and be like oh i'm so tired i never say that yeah well <laughs> I, I i in this sunday we're or this coming sunday we're yeah. getting the next you know that talks about don't love the world you know talks about mm-hmm. what the world is the lust of the eyes yeah. the desires of the flesh and the pride of life well that is the world we have, our, we still have flesh. Though we're redeemed, we mm-hmm. still have this fleshly thing, right? That we have to. The Bible says, "What we have to take it off. We yeah. have to put it to death. We can't feed it, right?" Mm-hmm. And uh, so, this idea of listening to myself. Well, this is probably no culture, Luke, has has been pounded more than your culture to yeah. say, "Hey, listen to yourself, right? You be you. You listen to you. Follow your heart. Yeah, follow yeah. your heart." Like yeah. we could go down the list of all this stuff, right? Yeah. That's just that is the world screaming loudly, mm-hmm. "Hey." Let your heart, let your feelings lead, right? Let, bring a lie. Hey, the lust of the flesh is a good thing, right? Go go after it. Whatever your flesh desires, go for it, right? Whatever your um, eyes desire, go for it. Um, pride of life. Hey, you deserve, you deserve, right? Uh, ego, lift that ego up. So uh, the scripture says, if you love that, if you listen to that, you cannot love God. You can't walk in his goodness. So Speaking to myself is this radical turn, right, where the Holy Spirit allows me to do this, where I take the truth of God, and now I speak that right to me. That's who I am. That's what I need to, that's what's going to give me life, right? Um, it's almost and, like self-control in a way. Well, which is the last of the fruit of the yeah. Spirit, right? Self-control. Yeah. self-control. Exactly. And and that's, that's, you know, but we see it all through here. Jesus, right? If you save your, if you try to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, right? Stop listening to yourself. Stop listening to the world. Listen to the, the voice of God through the Holy Spirit and His truth, what He says in abundant life. It will open up the channels of the Spirit of God, right, in, in our life. So. Yeah. So going off that, would you say anyone's desires is like not valid, or like because I feel like that's a really hard gray area to talk oh, about. Oh, it does, it does, <laughs> because God values right. It was it Psalm was it thirty yeah. seven right? Desires Delight yourself in the Lord; He'll give yeah. you the desires of your heart. Right. So the key is everyone. The, even we'll get to next. This is next Sunday, right? But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So if it's the process of surrendering to God, my desires. 
And Lord, is this of your will? This is what I desire. And if I'm speaking to myself, then my desire is going to go through that filter. But if I'm listening, if I'm speaking to, or if I'm listening to myself in the world, then my flesh and desires are going to line up with Mm -hmm. the world, right? So um, I think this is just a simple but a, a, a tool. But, but obviously addresses a very profound thing going on inside our psyche as we bring our whole mind, emotion, and will in alignment with the will of God. That's, that's the yeah. zone. That's, yeah. that's being like Christ. That's the abundant life. That is where the spiritual uh, fruit just blossoms. Mm-hmm. Right? And I mean, when you think about the concept of listening to yourself or talking to yourself, I think there's another area where you can open up the listening, you know, because like, you know, we hear like in Hebrews 12, one, it talks about like, you know, there's a great cloud of witnesses cheering us on as we're laboring and doing the work for God. And so I think sometimes I try to just listen for the cheers. And, and I think some of those cheers came from my brother Trinity. Yesterday, as he yeah. showed up, it's like, hey, Chris, you're just on my heart this morning. And I'm like, bro, there's no reason for me to be on your heart. I'm, yes, I need prayer. <laughs> Pray for me, Trinity. You know, but like, you know, that God is cheering us on, but we have to be the body who's ready to love one another and then respond and actually think about other people, cheer them on talk to them pray for them let them know we're praying for them pray for them in person you know and so yeah but there's this great cloud of witnesses that is pressing us on to joy that's saying like hey it's not over it's almost like the truman show right when truman's stuck in this it's like we're in this world we're stuck in a way and like we're figuring out Uh uh-huh and people are cheering us on to figure out the ultimate truth right yeah the ultimate truth it's great that they're it's a tv show (laughs) get out of the bubble (laughs) yeah Great show. Great, great love, love Um, All right, so we've got in another Martin Lloyd-Jones quote. It says, They seem to know enough about Christianity to spoil the enjoyment of the world, and yet they do not know enough to feel happy about themselves. They see, and yet they do not see. I think you will agree that I'm describing the condition, alas, of large numbers of people. Mm. So speaking of that, Steve, like, yeah. you know, just the large number of people that they're just not seeing enough. Because I think that kind of ties into my 60-second quote, just like, you know, we as the church, we're still seeing dimly. Absolutely. And we're not pressing in to see clearly. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and there's so much there with that quote that defines – remember, he wrote that back in the 60s. So yeah. there's nothing new under the sun in no. ways, but we're back in – Right, anxiety, fear, worry, all these things. It's not just the world. That's that's upon Christians, right, mm-hmm. today. And um, I, I think it's, it just reveals what's happening now. We're revealing really the quality of our discipleship in the church that doesn't move people past sin management. I'm yeah. stuck. Yeah, I know enough about God. I know enough about being saved, my forgiveness of my sins, mm-hmm. um, you know, to know that, that these things are wrong in my life. These yes. thoughts are wrong. I know I shouldn't, right? I mean, how, I know I shouldn't feel this way. I know I shouldn't be depressed. I know I shouldn't be worrying or fearful, all these mm-hmm. things. But we don't. But we don't know, right, how to move into the abundance, how to walk with God and, and lay hold of actual joy in my mm-hmm. life, right? And, and and it's this – that state is what Jones is pointing out yeah. is and, – and that state cannot be moved with a podcast, with a sermon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's discipleship. It's yeah. learning to follow Christ and get the life of God in the soul, in our soul, alive, right, yeah. as we submit our holistic – because the gospel came for our whole life, right? Yes. Mind, body, emotion – Will all of that, and it's learning to apply that truth to the to how I think, how I uh-huh. feel, right, and and how I make decisions, right. Yeah. A, a, applying my will.
will. And that comes by faith, faith. right, as, as a step of faith. So um, I think this just reveals a huge deficit in the church of how mm-hmm. we have uh, equipped people, honestly. Yeah. And, it, and it's time to wake up. Time to wake up. It's so 2020 vision. Yeah, 2020 you vision. <laughs> you know, and so when we think about, like, you know, just the condition of how people are listening more to maybe the negative and not the positive. They're not seeking. I always call it being a lie detector. Like what is truth? What is lie? Like God's word is truth and everything else is probably a lie. And so like, how do you tune in to like, you know, what is God saying in a moment? And so, you know, Luke, what was to be some pointers that you would give to maybe younger people that maybe seek to only find joy within themselves, how to broaden that vision so that they can understand true joy. I think a big part of it is just looking at the full picture, right? Because mm-hmm. so many times we're just looking at this small problem. And okay. Like, why is this going on? But if you look at the big picture, like, you can't even see it, but just knowing that there's a bigger picture mm-hmm. helps a ton, I feel yes. like. Um, and then, what was the question again? Sorry. Um, you know, like, give me some pointers. Like, maybe how can you, you know, guide younger people who maybe find joy only in just, like, I got to give myself joy. I got to give mm-hmm. myself joy to where they can experience true joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, step out in faith, I think, is a okay. big thing. And just listen to that voice of God. Okay. Like, I, I can't think of a few weeks ago, I was on, I was sitting on the road in my car, and there was a homeless man out there. I'm like, yeah. well, I do have some money here, but, you know, I don't I don't know. Yeah. And then I felt like God just telling me, like, give that man the money. I was yeah. Like, okay. So I give him the money, right? Yeah. And if you look at that from, like, a worldly perspective, like, you lost money. Yeah. But then you look at that from, like, okay, I obeyed God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's happiness from yeah. joy that comes from that that's worth way more than just the, yeah. the dollar yeah. bills you lost, right? So, yeah, totally. and what's not important there is the re- people say, well, what, well, you, you know, but, what happened as a result? Yeah. What's important there is that you listen to God. Mm-hmm. God will take care of the rest. Yeah. yeah. Right? But the, and I think that's, boy, that's That's joy. Yeah. Listening to God. All right. So, Steve, what would be some pointers? I mean, you you were bringing in, like, you know, we see dimly as a church body. We see dimly as Christ. You know, how do you encourage somebody? Like, what's their next step to saying, I need to seek more clear? Yeah, I would say two things. One is to really practice this idea that we see all through the Scripture, right, yeah. again, of learning to be aware. Ask the Lord to show you the difference between Talking to your uh, between listening to yourself versus yes. talking to yourself, okay. right? Through the Holy Spirit. Uh, the other thing I'd say is, boy, and this is one that's really convicting for me is um, how much bad news do I talk about with others yes. versus <laughs> how much good news mm-hmm. about what God is doing do I yeah. talk about? Am I a vessel to change the atmosphere to absolutely the goodness of God, or do I just get caught up in the political or everything the, that's going on? You know, it's the there. next yeah. news feed or what's yeah. happening locally or anything mm-hmm. else. Um, boy, that that's a convicting joy. one. Yeah, you know, just how do we speak? Because I think when we're speaking to others, we're also listening to ourselves talk, and if we're only talking about the negative or the next thing that's going on. Are all the construction and the men and cones. Yeah. Like also like are yeah. what are you consuming too? Like yeah. are you just are you consuming, consuming bad news and all yeah. this stuff? Or are you exactly. consuming good news? The truth, right? you know. That's it. 
And so I think for me, my last statement would be like, you know, be able to identify whether or not you're in survival mode. Because I think many people go through life without joy because they have accepted that their state of life is survival mode, where you're just moving from the next thing to the next thing. You don't have the big picture that Luke's talking about. You're not looking at the big picture. You're just moving from one myopic event to the next myopic event. And that is definitely survival mode. And you're not making a plan. And so you almost have to make a plan to say, I need joy this this week. This week I'm going to have joy. I'm going to read the Psalms. I'm going to read some of Proverbs. I'm going to read and find joy. And I'm going to look for the testimonies. I'm going to look for the people who are talking positive and I'm going to feed off of that. And then I'm going to re- repeat that back to others. But I think survival mode, I think many people just live in that place and it just becomes a consuming thing and you just accept that it's life. Well, hey, thanks so much for joining us on this midweek jolt. We hope we gave you a little bit of jolt in your faith and in your pursuit for joy. Just want to thank Steve and Luke for taking the time out. If you ever need to reach us, you can reach us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. We would love to hear you, love to hear from you, and would love to read some testimonies that bring joy to others. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great week.